Okay, everybody, welcome to Astro Detectives Debrief. This is uh, immediately following episode 19, which uh, you hopefully listened to earlier this week. Otherwise, this little conversation is going to be a little confusing. The astrologers are celebrating their victory. They guessed the right chart. We have Sarah, of course, our guest astrologer, John. And um, they just, they, they want a, a little opportunity to gloat here for a little bit. And so we're going to grant that to them and uh, get into some details on how they got the chart. But first, one thing between these two astrologers is, and Sarah, can ex- you can explain this a little bit better, but John uses a different house system. And this is the first time we've run into this. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in astrology, you know, it's there's so many different ways that you can cast a chart and we call that house division. And um, it just basically means um, the houses are, you know, slices of the sky. And I use um, my training is from whole sign astrology. Um, It's one of the oldest um, uh, house divisions. It was dating back to ancient Hellenistic astrology. And um, it basically slices the sky into 30 degrees, even 30 degree segments. However, um, uh, John uses Placidus, which is a different way to cast um, the chart. And Placidus um, has um, the, the house in degree size can vary and it kind of, um, you know, one house could be a lot bigger and one can be a, like a smaller slice. And um, that is currently one of the more commonly used house divisions today in modern Western astrology, um, even though whole sign is also making its comeback as well. My understanding, and John, I, I want to get your opinion on this. What I have, because I, when I, before I took the class on, on you know, learning from a whole sign teacher. Cause I only knew Placidus and I was skeptical. I was like, what is this whole sign thing? Um, but the way she explained it or way, way I've heard it explained is a lot of astrologers, even in ancient times kind of used both and they kind of saw um, Placidus as something that gave a, a, a lens into more of like the inner subtle psychological aspects of people's placements. Whereas whole sign um, they view as something to be more physical, tangible manifestations. And that's why you can kind of use them together and overlap them. But um, it definitely can. I was a little nervous because it puts some of the planets in different houses, depending on if you're looking at whole sign or placidus. Um, so I didn't know if we were going to be on different pages, but it, it, we weren't. We still kind of both felt most strongly about the same chart so what are your thoughts on that john um it's tomato and tomato (laughs) um what i i've always used uh because it's been the most common you know we used to have our when we did a, a chart by hand we had the the book that we would use and we'd look it up and we i i just followed the steps but i i I must say I I'm totally unfamiliar with the method that you use, but uh, I'm you're saying that it's coming back. That's fine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's an astrologer um, 
Chris Brennan, who wrote a book called um, On Ancient Hellenistic Astrology. And he and another, I think there was also, I'm kind of like remembering bits and pieces here, but I think Robert Hand, who's a astrologer that most astrologers know, uh, was involved in something called Project Hindsight, where they were really going back and looking at what the ancients, um, how the ancients were doing astrology back in Greece and Egypt and Mesopotamia and all that at the origins. And they were using um, what we call, we call it now whole sign house division. And um, they were just, yeah, it's like a very, it's like each house is even 30 degree segments. So the ascendant, the angles, the midheaven, they fall within the house instead of making up the angles. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Chris Brennan has been really big on um, kind of reviving that, um, the whole sign house system and uh, doing a lot of translation of old texts. Um, and so, yeah, I was really skeptical at first because I all I knew was Placidus and I'm a Virgo and I want to just pick one and stick to it. So it was really hard for me to convert. But now that I'm on whole sign, it's hard for me to convert back. <laughs> but um, I, do th- I do think that they all have something to say. I think it's just kind of like you said, tomato, tomato. It's maybe a different way of looking at through a different lens, um, the same thing. I just like the fact that on the one that uh, is not used by you anymore is that to look at the divisions and see like a seventh house, you could have a, a very large house. And then in other places in the chart, you have smaller, you know, it seems to me a really, really accurate uh, chart depiction for that particular individual. And if you were to go to New Zealand and get a chart, then you'd have something completely different where the whole the whole uh, house chart seems to me to be not as not as individual. You get what I mean? You get, get what yeah, I'm I saying? mean? It, listen, it took me a lot to switch over to it. <laughs> a lot of convincing. Um, but, you know, it does. Uh, like I said, it does bother me that. Uh, that the, there are so many different ways because I I want as a Virgo you know I just want everything to like I want a system that makes sense and there just to be this one way of like figuring it out because <laughs> then I'm like confused about well which one is which and which one does what and it definitely doesn't help our case against the skeptic community <laughs> that there are all these well, well, the thing is too is the ancients didn't have uranus neptune and pluto true and the ancients had uh, kepler it took them a week to do a chart and they didn't have a very accurate measurement of the earth it's it's not a perfect sphere with the mapping that's been done today and you have your program on your computer and you press that button and put in the date that is an extremely accurate uh chart depiction whether you go with the whole house or you go with the other uh i mean i I do think they were using placidus though 
also uh, at some point in ancient times but i i, I need to, i need to brush up on my astrology history like i i've just kind of started scratching the surface of that so um but i thought that um they were using both at one time uh but so, yeah glad mm-hmm. i was if you were finishing i was going to jump in on you said the skeptics will say that having two different systems or multiple systems kind of weakens the astrology case. Can you speak to how one can be more right than another, or does believing in one mean the other one isn't right, or are they all working together? How do you both see that? Well, what I think, what, the argument that I've heard, because, listen, the astrology community... N- the astrology community is very connected to the spiritual community. You know, I mean, everybody, every astrologer may have different beliefs, but it is in that camp kind of. Um, And so, you know, you could say that kind of like a tarot reader, each reader is going to look at the tarot and interpret the symbols differently. And so it's kind of like this divine, you know, whatever astrologer you go to, they're going to give you the message that you are meant to hear. And so it doesn't necessarily matter which house system they're using because that's the lens that they look through. And so it's kind of just you're you're going to get the message that you need to hear. And I, I'm I'm not saying that that's going to be a satisfying answer for the skeptic community, but that's at least... Um, you know, some somewhat satisfying for me as a spiritually inclined person. Well, you guys agreed on Taurus or yeah, go ahead, John. The thing is that uh, it can be tested. It can be empirically tested because the placement of the planets in respective houses, if you have an equal uh, space chart and you have uh, Pluto in the 12th house on the cusp, and my system puts it in the the eleventh house on the other side. the The tenth house and the eleventh house are completely different. Now, this doesn't change the aspects at all. You still have one planet aspecting the. Isn't that right, Sarah? Yeah, the, the, the aspects don't change, and, and the planets are still in the same signs. You know, it just changes like the alignment of where the houses start and stop. And the houses represent areas of life. Yeah, well, the thing is, you're always, I, I, I take that back. I don't think you can test it because as you get near the cusp, <sighs> there's a falling off. If you're moving from the 10th house to the 11th house, as you get close to that cusp, the signal is weakening. And then as you get right after the cusp, it's get, it's very strong there, right after the cusp. So the fall off, there isn't that much difference. I don't think you can test it. It's a, Some people like one, some people like the other. Yes. So, well, anyway, it still led us to the same conclusion. So I'm happy <laughs> with that. And maybe we should get into that, uh, those charts. And, yeah, well, uh, what was it that uh, tipped you guys off the most uh, in regards to the chart A, the Taurus? It sounded like you both had a, a similar view of Tauruses in general, so you were able to both point at the sun sign as you know, relating actually, to her. No? I think um, 
I think John had a firmer understanding of Taurus. Um, I, you know, Taurus is an earth sign like Virgo. They are both very practical. Um, They're both in the eighth house. So I was really leaning on a lot of the other placements for me personally to try and figure this out. Um, Because I I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to spot the difference between the Taurus and the Virgo. But um, so it was really for me when she was talking about her parents, because um, she was talking about her mother being in and out of prison and struggling with addiction and that she herself struggled with addiction. And so in her chart, she has a Pisces moon um, conjunct Jupiter in the sixth house, trining Pluto. Um, And so Pisces moon, not everybody with a Pisces moon is going to struggle with addiction, but yes, it is a common theme because Pisces is, um, you know, the opposite of Virgo is about like very grounded in reality. It's all about reality and, um, you know, earth and all that stuff. And Pisces is very dreamy and, uh, wanting to kind of escape reality and there's healthy ways to do that, but then there's really unhealthy ways to the, to do that. And so, and the moon is our comfort zone. So when people have a Pisces moon, yeah, I mean, that is like a, a shadow experience that can, can manifest as addiction. And the moon also represents the mother. So, you know, both her and her mother struggling with those two things, that was really speaking loud to me. And then I'll just say the one other thing was uh, she has Pluto opposite her son, the son representing the father and Pluto, you know, whatever Pluto is involved, it adds so much intensity and, um, you know, the sun is also kind of like our ego. So anybody like people who have Pluto opposite their sun, it can be like a really challenge presented in their life with like struggling with like their, not only their father, but like authority figures in general. Um, and, um, so th- those were kind of the thing. And then, uh, yeah, and then her mentioning that she's very vain, um, you know, Libra risings are associated with beauty. And so, um, you know, the whereas the other chart's an Aquarius rising, which I am. It's funny, the other chart is a Virgo sun with Aquarius rising, which is me. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I, I was maybe looking to see if she had any similarities to me, but no, I, I wasn't getting a sense that she was the Aquarius rising. Aquarius is ruled by Saturn, and it can be a lot more aloof and um, friendly, but not as like warm and um, compassionate as um, you know her being ruled by all that Venus and uh, Pisces energy. So, yeah. So how about you, uh, John? I think the one that that really made me decide was when she liked to marry someone who was muscular. Yes. (laughs) To Libra, so her opposite sign is Aries. And there is not a more muscular sign than Aries. They have less body fat than any sign. Um, They're usually thin. And at the gym and burning off all that energy because I we have a relative who runs marathons. He's an Aries because 
what do you do with all that energy? Run. Right. Right. <laughs> so finally, the doctor told him, you can't do it anymore. You screwed up your knee so bad, you're barely going to be able to walk unless you stop. So that muscular thing, and she was very emphatic. And there I'm staring at Aries on her uh, marriage house uh, cusp. That was pretty, and she was very forthcoming with yeah. her personal information, which made it really easy. Well, I, and I don't know if you had a chance to look at the survey she filled out, but um, she, there's a question on there, and it says, how good are you with making decisions? Do you need a lot of time to deliberate, or do you make decisions very quickly? And on a scale of like one to 10, 10 being I make up very quickly, she is an eight. And yeah. so when we're looking at a Mercury, which rules the mind and how we think and make decisions, Mercury in Aries is going to make decisions really quickly. Whereas in the other chart, Mercury and Libra, they're opposite. They're going to like overthink things. They're going to want to weigh all the options. They're not yes, going to. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that was a uh, when I was looking at the survey, um, I already felt like, okay, that was like the one thing that really stood out to me on the survey that I was like, I, now I feel like it's the counselor, <laughs> not even like meeting her, just knowing like, Ooh, makes decisions fast. So, but it's sort of funny back to like on marriage partner or romantic partner, as we have it labeled, um, the networker yeah. to me, that was an area where I was convinced that she would be the networker because I, I mean, she may have mentioned one thing about being muscular, but most of it was about, and this is what Sarah wrote under networker drawn to very expressive people, entertaining, showy, outgoing. And she was describing someone who was the life of the party. Yeah. And when she was making, saying that list, I was looking straight at the networker because that Ascend descendant is in Leo, which is another fire sign. And so Leo and Aries are going to have a lot of overlap as well. But that the last adjective that she gave was athletic. And that is definitely more Aries than Leo. Like Aries can still be outgoing and expressive and showy, but they're going to yeah, that and so that athletic mention though made me think a little bit more Aries. Mm -hmm. Leo okay. likes to fly in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now there's a whole sub podcast that we could do where we're testing uh, if Aries are more muscular or not uh, in general, or we're testing. Well, you said it can't. You can't be testing between the two different styles of astrology. But some of those things, when, whenever you mention this, is always like this or tends to be like this. Uh, my mind goes to, I wonder how we could set that up. You know? Yeah, I, I think that the thing is, like when we talk about the zodiac signs, we're talking about the pure archetype, and nobody is the pure archetype, and so it all has to do with placements. You know, like somebody could be a Taurus with Mars and Aries, you know, and that's going to give like Mars is how we take action and has a lot to do with our energy. And, you know, so in general, like the Taurus archetype is a lot more slow and uh, wants to kind of, you know, you have to give me a reason to get up out of the, this chair. <laughs> but if they've got like a bunch of 
planets in Aries, that is going to change that Taurus to be a lot more um, energetic and athletic, you know? So it's all about, to me, I always think of the recipe analogy. Like if you're making a cake, like are you going to have some salt in there, you know, some spice, (laughs) any ingredient, especially too much of an ingredient can really change the taste of, you know, and can, and like, if you, if you're making a cake and you dump a bunch of vinegar in there, you're going to taste that. And it's going to change. It's not going to be a sweet cake anymore. <laughs> All maybe, right. Yeah. What's that? Maybe we quote you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys uh, got this one. Um, I don't know that we'll, uh, we'll save the debating for the next retraced episode, which was one guest show away. We're coming, going to be coming up on guest 20 next <laughs> week. Uh, and then we always like to do a, a little retraced visit of the previous five. Um, before I let you guys go, John, is there some way that people could, you know, if they wanted more to hear more from John or get in contact, is there anything that, uh, you would be promoting, even if it's promoting, a, a good place for people to go to learn more about something you care about. <laughs> Ices. I'm not into promoting. All right. All right. <laughs> I, I will say I was a, a very, I guess the very humble um, in saying, you know, I don't trust or not that you don't trust your ability, but that's a lot of a burden to say, I don't, you know, I don't want you to come to me and ask for advice because that would be a lot of uh, pressure. I don't want to steer anybody in the wrong direction to, to feel. Uh, Actually, that... I'm, I'm more of an, I'm very qualified in numerology. Oh, my nice. mother, my mother was a numerologist cause she couldn't figure out how to do the math. And I've had, I've, I've done a lot of counseling in that. And I've been very, very accurate when I was working in a large corporation and I got on the elevator, the numbers above the door used to literally talk to me and explain to me what their meanings were. Wow. And uh, yeah, this uh, it's very, and I have books on that too, but I had to go to astrology because astrology is much more complex. Numerology is just basically nine numbers, which (laughs) are repeating themselves. And when you add them up, it's, it's one to nine, one to nine, one. So it's very easy to access that. But astrology is so much more complicated. Hey, John, would you mind stating what your big three are? My big what? Your big three, your sun, moon, rising. Oh, okay. I have a sun in Pisces. I have Leo rising and my moon in Gemini. Nice. And uh, Pisces is very good at um, seeing the big picture, right? And integrating all that information. And tell you what uh, Carol Ryder said about Pisces. All right, tell us. Pisces, Virgo goes and takes all the pieces, the individual pieces, like a puzzle, and puts them together. It, Pisces sees the whole picture first. Exactly. 
they see the whole thing first. And that's why they're very good at producers and that kind of thing, because they see what the end is result. Virgo works with the little pieces and puts them together and then sees the, oh, oh. Unfortunately, they have a problem with getting away from all the detail. There's oh, some- it's so true. And that's why I think I... I've struggled a lot, John, because I get analysis paralysis. I have like so many details in front of me that I don't know how to integrate them and pick the chart. <laughs> Let me tell you my favorite Virgos. We moved into this house and the neighbor down the street was a Virgo. And we just had a child and my wife had gone out and gotten this carpet And the carpet had an alphabet on it. It was a really thick carpet with all of the different, with a picture for each letter, A for Apple. And I said, Bill, come on in here and look at this carpet. He walked into the bedroom and within two seconds said, the M is upside down. (laughs) What? The M is upside down. They, They have the ability to zero in to that moment of imperfection that is, I said, what? And I went over and I went, I oriented myself so I could see. He saw it while from the door and it was upside down. It was right side up to him. That ability. Bookkeepers, accountants, that's their world. John, just imagine having that superpower and then looking in the mirror. (laughs) Well, that's don't don't know. No, compliments again. No, no, I'm saying like you can zone in on the imperfections. And you're you're yeah, well, right, right. I guess well, yeah. Your, your story makes me think that Redfin could have a new um, a new filter for seeing the all the signs of the neighbors in a neighborhood before you move in. You can see if you have a Virgo down the street or not. <laughs> Yeah, I think you how to have your lawn. You know, (laughs) Uh, astrology comes out everywhere, especially when you know this girl was hired at an accounting firm where I worked and she was going to her interview with the boss and she had to come through my little area of the office and she opened the door and she said, this she hadn't even been hired. This is the first interview. She says, you need to oil this door. (laughs) And so she got hired. I said, what sign are you? She says, Leo. Leo tells you they change everything. They tell you how things should be before the interview. She's ordering me around, you know, <laughs> there my, my little Pisces desk and say, oh, OK, I'll get right on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people's birthday, they don't realize when they tell you their birthday, they are giving you a wealth of information and they're not even aware of it. Dude, and people give me, my friends like Scott (laughs) have just given me their birth information and I pull up their chart and I'm like, oh, okay. And they're just like, whatever. (laughs) But, but to I, me, sometimes then I feel like I'm being viewed by my friend through the lens of this other character that I don't necessarily think describes me specifically. I think it, sure, there's a lot of traits that I identify, but I don't think I am, you know, my birth oh, chart. Scott, you and so, so are. And, and so you, for, yeah. 
And so, but then to be seen as a birth chart, that's one thing that's difficult a little bit is, you know. Well, to- it makes me so much more compassionate and understanding, you know, I, and I, I think the one, like, I think the beautiful thing about astrology is it really makes you a lot less judgmental of other people because you see what people are dealing with and what they've been through and what they're going through. Scott, you, you, you're doing a wonderful thing here. Aquarius, promoted. I couldn't be bothered. I'm doing it. Oh, no, you're breaking up a little bit just here at the end. I don't know if there's an issue with your connection. Could you repeat that and I'll edit it? I'll edit out the, the uh, part where it's... As an Aquarian, you, you, astrology is the Aquarius of our gener- of, of, of the next 2,000 years. It's the age of Aquarius, and you're doing your bit to bring this to the masses. Yes. Yeah, we're not, uh, we're, not, we're not promoters. We need promoters, and you're doing it. Except I'm bringing it to the masses with an asterisk that says, not to be taken literally... Well, no, because you're open-minded, right? You're like, maybe this works. You haven't, like, I mean, you have, you can't rule it out yet. Well, they they say in all the columns, this is for entertainment purposes only. There we go. Themselves in lawsuits by Virgos. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I got to go and cook dinner. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks so much what's going on okay we'll send you the episode everybody thanks to john for joining us thank you no problem it's been a pleasure take care all right bye-bye debriefed episode out